Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show, number 228, where each week we have a different story to talk about. It could be a comic book, a movie, a TV show. We read it, we watch it, we come back here, and we talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, Hello. how's it going? I've been good. I baked a cake this weekend. Ooh. Today is Cake Frosting Day. Cake Frosting Day. So, yeah, yeah is, is that like the pro tip there? Because I know you like to bake and do stuff like that. I've always like heated up the icing to make it softer and do it that way. That way I don't have to like wait a day. But is the pro tip to actually like let the cake sit? And then. Are, are you talking about how you take the like tub of frosting and you put it in the microwave? Yeah. I I have not worked with tubbed frosting in quite some time. Mm. Uh, I'm baking a cake for my niece's birthday. I baked it yesterday, and that's what her birthday party is today. She gets to come over and we decorate it together. That's cool. That's what. Yeah, I didn't think we'd have time to bake and decorate all at once. So that's why they're split into separate days. But it is easier to decorate uh, on a cold cake. Good to know. Good to know. I am not getting involved in cakes uh, this weekend, (laughs) Uh, but later today, I'm actually going to the opening night of the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the basketball team that they they have here, the NBA team. Uh, We got tickets to go see that that game. So that's what we're doing this evening. Should be a lot of fun. I, I look forward to a report on the stadium snacks. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. But we are not here to talk about cakes or basketball or all, all sorts of stuff like that. It has been spooky month here on the review show. Uh, so we are covering all sorts of different horror movies and TV shows and comics, all sorts of stuff all the time, all this month. Uh, we've done some Junji Ito. We have yeah. we, we've we've done some some movies. Uh, man, we, uh, we we've had a blast so far. Yeah, this it's been month. a good year. Good mm-hmm. selection of pitches this year. Not that we've not that we've had bad ones in the past, but sometimes you watch a movie that ends up being more sad than it is scary. Yeah, <laughs> Lake Mungo was a good movie, but boy, what a bummer. But I. <laughs> I've been having fun uh, every week this month. Yeah. Fun fact. When I set the profile on OBS, our like live broadcasting <laughs> stu- like software stuff, it it automatically has information uh, put into like the name of the stream, like all of that stuff. And for some reason, it's always stuck on Lake Mungo. Episode ah! n- number 177. <laughs> So, uh, but we are not here to talk about Lake Mungo. We are here to talk about season one of Servant on Apple TV Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to say this was by M. Night Shyamalan. It's not exactly. Uh, he directed a couple of the episodes, but mm. he serves as the series showrunner. 
so kind of like he's, the main creative, even though he d- doesn't really get the writing credits for each it's, one. It's the it's opening strange. credits say he's an executive producer, along with several other too. people yes. who are credited as an executive producer. I believe the creator's name was was it Tony Bagscallop? Yep, that's Would it. You read Tony it to me, Bagscallop. Who, who I'm not familiar with, but certainly I did enjoy this. Spoiler alert. Servant, a uh, great, great watch. Uh, that's the creator and the writer of every episode. Yeah. And M. Night Shyamalan wrote episode. Uh, he directed episode one and episode nine, the penultimate episode of the season. But when you do look it up, it says M. Night Shyamalan, servant. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to go with that name if he's somehow attached to the product for for mm. better or for worse right and like Shyamalan has a hit or miss career some people just kind of eye roll and write him off but he has some good stuff in there yeah and I think when he's when he like truly gets to do what he wants to do he often hits yeah so mm-hmm. I don't know but servant season one uh apple tv plus i yes i should say is a subscriptions harvest that we recently started (laughs) checking out we have this is our second show from apple tv plus that we've covered but this is definitely one that stood out as i was like looking through all of the stuff one because of M. Night Shyamalan's name, uh, but it's also just a, an interesting premise, right? Yeah. Like you don't you don't see like it. it so the, the the premise of this show is that a family has lost their baby. It passed away when I think it was like thirteen weeks old, mm. um, and the family, uh, the the mama mother. Uh, is what w- went into a catatonic state, and the mm-hmm. only thing to get her out of that that uh, was this like reborn doll, this very lifelike looking doll, uh, to which she could kind of acclimate to like, oh, that's yeah. my child, yeah. but eventually be like, oh no, that's not, that's just a doll, um, yeah. And uh, in uh, as she still thinks that that's her child, they the family hires a live in nanny, basically a servant to help them around the house. And uh, things get weird with the servant and then things get weird with the family. So, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's just one thing after another with this show. Uh, but creepy doll horror is like we, we you you have Chucky, right? Yeah. You have the like ventriloquist dolls out there that you see, but I I don't feel like I've seen a show like with this kind of like creepy doll horror. If mm-hmm. that makes yeah sense, yeah, creepy doll is in the the realm of film. There's, there is a Chucky TV show on now, maybe in its second oh. season, but Interesting. yeah, maybe at the time Servant came out, it was the name in Creepy Dolls on television. <laughs> there you go. The number one Creepy Doll <laughs> television show in America. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I I have been wanting to check this out. And of course, Spooky Month uh, is the mm. perfect time to do that. But yeah, now that we've watched season one, Melissa, what are your thoughts on Servant? I was really impressed. This show is not what I thought it was in a yeah. really great way. I, without spoiling it, I'll tell you that the doll part of the show is very minimal. If you're creeped out by dolls, I'll tell you that like the doll is used like a prop. It's like just one thing in the frame of the scene. Like the doll is not there to scare you the same way like Chucky or Annabelle is. Yeah. And the show is really not about that. It's the whole show is just like the parents, the live in nanny and the mom's brother. And almost every scene takes place in this Philadelphia townhouse. That's the M. Night Shyamalan influence there. It's set in Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> like all of his stories. Uh, it's, it feels like a black box play. It's so small. It's so intimate. And it really throws a lot at you. Like there, it's minimalist in a way. But the amount within the limited amount of things that they are doing, the amount of twists and turns that they can pack in there with just these like four characters and one space is really incredible. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I I was not expecting that, that at all. I was expecting it to be this creepy doll. Right. And that is the thing that is yeah. like haunting this house. And yeah, by the end of episode one, the doll is kind of an afterthought. Uh, again won't spoil it and go into why but um, yeah just the the breakneck speed at which it just continually pulls the rug out from under and twists the story in some new way or reveals some new bit of information I think is stellar Um, it's the, the episodes are half an hour uh, so they are mm-hmm. pretty quick and sh- short. And I think that also helps the breakneck yeah. speed, right, at which this all takes place. Uh, but, yeah, that is the, the the thing that I think this show really excels at is it will kind of drip feed you this information. But each drip is a new twist. And then once that yeah. twist is revealed, there's some new aspect that is scary about not what they've revealed necessarily, but just like what happens next and like in the way the characters handle it or deal with it is just some new kind of horrifying situation. Um, there are some some good mysteries um, yeah. through through most of the season. You are not told what happened to the baby. Yes. Um, you are not told the history of this servant. Uh, and it seems like there's some some more interesting things up with this family that we are following. Um, so there, yeah. there is lots to watch out for in this. Uh, I will say if you are creeped out by like gross food stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there is some <laughs> just disgusting food stuff that is like also one of the odd bits in this is that the husband is this like famous chef. Uh, and uh, just the stuff he makes is like the most avant garde stuff but it it, it, he deals with all of this just really disgusting 
food and seafood and 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 stuff yeah. like that just in, in yeah, this way I, that is just oh why is right. he doing this <laughs> i will say that like there is nothing in the show that is more gruesome than just him preparing a seafood dish <laughs> like this is a horror show but it's not like a gruesome gory gross show he just has to kill and cook some eels sometimes yeah some weird foods um and then the the the, the, the next thing that i was also fascinated by is that most of the cast i did not recognize uh but there are some some uh inclusions in that cast i was like oh I, I should ch- check it out because I've only seen them in this one thing, namely Rupert Garrett, who plays Ron yes. Weasley in Harry Potter. Yes. That's all I know him. From. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so to, to see him in this, I was like, well, I, I feel kind of obligated to check him out in this thing to see what else he can do uh and here mm-hmm. he is in this show doing an american accent yeah uh which is in an interesting uh thing and he's he's the only one of the the main cast uh that i i recognize uh but then tony Rory yes uh yes is 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 in this too i i love him he's in all of the, the spider-man movies um stuff like that and then i i recognize the living father oh i've seen him in her uncle yes yeah 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 Um, okay i've seen i've seen him in stuff but i i don't remember his name off the top of my head there i was really struck by this main couple uh the the mom is played by lauren ambrose who I thought you might have recognized from Six Feet Under. I know you've watched that show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that that all and, like clicks into my head now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, the 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 husband Sean. Do you know one of his most notable credits? <sighs> no. No. I feel like I should. I don't think you've seen this movie. He's Victor Von Doom in that last Fantastic Four. Mm, okay. Yep, haven't seen that that one. The, the, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay, okay. Good stuff. Good mm. stuff. Yeah, I, I I was not familiar with with most of that main cast. Uh, they all do there, an but. amazing job, though. There's excellent performances in this show, and I want to say also that this live-in nanny, she's a young lady. She's like 18 years old. And uh, I, I, I figured this might have been one of her first jobs. I didn't look up the, the, the actor to see what else she's done. But she's a really interesting character in that. So we've said that this isn't exactly a creepy doll show. Yeah. And it's not exactly a creepy nanny show either, because there's some sort of evil manic, magic energy around this girl. But she herself is not necessarily malicious. Right. She really is trying to to be a good nanny and help her to this family well, while all this weird stuff is happening. That's that's kind of the thing, though. You don't necessarily yeah. know that exactly. It, at, at times, it feels like she is up to something or she knows more than she's letting on. Um, yeah. 
it, but yeah, there are times where it feels like she is just trying to help out the family and do yes, a, like, like do mm-hmm. some good. Uh, let me see. I'm I'm looking up her Wikipedia page here. Her name is Nell Tiger Free. Uh, she was she's a British actress. Uh, oh. known for Servant. Uh, as well as seasons five and six of the television series Game of Thrones, replacing Amy oh. Richardson. Um, I, I, I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, she also Game played, of Thrones, big blind spot for me. Yeah, uh, she also played Chloe Crum in the film version of Mr. Stink. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> is this a children's <laughs> book? Anna in the film Broken. Uh, and Janie Carter in a- Amazon Prime's Too Old to Die Young. Uh-huh. So. All right. There you go. She's working. Yeah. Good. She has, she has some stuff, but she she is a very young actress. So. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. There, there's all sorts of different creepy situations and mm-hmm. just g- great moments of tension where you think you know what's happening but then you don't and oh man yeah it's it's an interesting show right now servant it has gone on for three seasons yeah and that is also one of the baffling things about this show is that for like at at first when i was expecting it to be the creepy doll horror i was like how does this go on for three seasons Mm, mm. and then when it revealed itself to be so much more than that i was like okay i can start to understand how it's gone on for three seasons but also how has it gone on for three seasons at this pace because every single episode is something new some new twist like what is happening um so i i am interested in checking out to see where this goes and what happens here um, yeah, I a couple episodes into season one, I was thinking if the show wanted to be a one season limited series, it very well could be. Mm-hmm. It, it it seems like there's like the cast is so small. There's not a lot of extraneous like plot threads that need to be tied up before a finale. But then you get to the finale and you're like, yeah, there's a lot more that I need to know. Uh, this is a show I'm definitely going to keep watching. Yeah. But once I got to that season one finale, it's like, I have to stop here until I've recorded the podcast episode. I can't be bringing season two into this. Absolutely. Uh, I The last thing I will say is that as of December 2021, ahead of the premiere of the third season, it was renewed for a fourth and final season. Okay. So the fourth I'll one will be the last one. Um, so there you go. That is our spoiler-free thoughts on Servant Season 1. We will take a quick break, and when we come back, we will dive into the show uh, a little bit more in depth. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make, and yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. 
If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, and we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you so much. It means a ton. Thank you. Uh, This month on our Patreon exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club, which is available at the $3 tier. Uh, we watched the pilot for Mockingbird Lane, uh, which was a a pilot episode that never got brought to a full sh- mm. show, uh, but did a- a- air as a Halloween special uh, a number of years back. It is a kind of a modern day take on the Munsters, uh, and it's mm-hmm. co- co-created by Brian Fuller, um, who you guys might know from Hannibal. Uh, if, if, yeah. if you guys are in the horror month, which I'm sure will come up in conversation uh, later on here when we start talking about the food that they, they yeah. make in in this show here. But that one, one was a lot of fun. Please go check it out. Um, last week here on the review show, we reviewed the uh, the abominable Dr. Fives. Uh, which was a Vincent Price movie from the early 70s, I believe. Uh, yeah. And man, what a trip that that <laughs> what a weirdo is. That was a strange movie, but I'm glad I watched it. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, um, nothing quite like it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, on the captain's log... Uh, we, we've, we're all over the place on the captain's log. We, we do all, all sorts of stuff recently helped Melissa come up with a list of at least 50 monsters for a fantasy giraffe. She's doing at work. But this next week, uh, we are doing our annual Halloween special, uh, in which we we take different stories and stuff that we've shared on the podcast uh, and we turn them into horror stories. Uh, yeah. And not only that, but we will be in costume. We will be d- dressing up uh, for all of that one. In fact, I'll, I'll be dressed up next week here on the review show too. Yeah, so me I, too. Why not? I'll find something. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we will be in costume, which is another reason to go check us out on YouTube and subscribe there. So that is it for housekeeping right now. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. Damn, there we go. OK, uh, spoilers uh, for sure. Yes, I think Alyssa. we know where we have to start, which is that. This this girl, uh, Leanne, is is hired to be a nanny for a doll. Yeah. And of course, she keeps up the act around the doll. But then as soon as the mother, Dorothy, leaves, the father, Sean, goes to her and says, all right, here's the story. Our son died. 
We use this doll to help snap my wife out of this catatonic grief state. We're waiting for her to sort of come back around. Until then, you know, keep up appearances. But if she's not around, you know, you, you can just go yeah, take the bus into town. Go do whatever you want. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I like the baby. I really like little Jericho. I'm going to pack him up in the stroller and take him for a walk. Like she continues to treat this doll as if it is an absolutely real baby. Yeah. And then he does turn into a real baby. Yeah. Yeah. That that <laughs> that that. that like episode one like stinger like at the end there when the baby monitor is on and he's just like preparing some food or something and he Mm. hears it is just chilling right it's just like yeah what the fuck uh because because yeah then it, it it quickly becomes this like wait is something wrong with him too mm like th- that that was my first thought like is like is this still the doll and they're just imagining it as a real uh-huh. baby uh which is is something that is kind i i i want to say kind of answered in season 1 it is but it mm-hmm. isn't i feel like uh to to skip ahead a, a, a bit they get the idea that Leanne has brought a different child into the the house like this Mm. is whether it's hers or someone else's like they brought a different like a new baby into the Mm. house but there's that the the scene with julian right that that he is like hanging he's holding the doll because later on in the show it turns back into a doll um and he's holding the doll over the balcony at the top of the steps being like i will drop this doll because it's just a doll and the second he drops it he hears it say something now he catches it and it's still the doll but then he thought the sound was like coming from the basement but he's all the way at the top so what like i I I don't understand exactly what's happening. They also thought that she brought this baby like packed in her luggage. <laughs> like it just like I, none, 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 none of it really makes okay. sense exactly. This this is one of the major mysteries of the season. It's just where that heck did this baby come from? Right. And yeah. it's kind of perplexing that they don't th- do things like Sean doesn't sneak a little bit. A little, like he pricks the finger, takes some blood, gets a paternity test or something. Like, they yeah. don't do theme things that seem obvious. My understanding is that Leanne has some sort of power to manifest the baby and not bring a baby back to life. Because, like, there's not like there's a, like a corpse there for her to reanimate. She's not a necromancer, but she sort of manifests a real baby from somewhere. And the night she goes out. Uh, Tony Revolori, who's Sean's uh, chef in training, like takes her out bowling for a night. And that's when Uncle Julian's babysitting little Jericho. He turns back into a doll. I think if she's gone too long, like if she's go- if she leaves Jericho, the magic leaves and he is back to being a doll. And maybe there's like an overlap period where the doll's still there, but you can hear like a baby echo or it's just, you know, all these characters are so mentally damaged by what they've been through i can see julian hallucinating babies crying 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, it's just, it's, the whole thing is just odd and strange. Yeah. And it is a ginormous mystery. Um, and I, yeah, like that is kind of the, the, like, the, 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 that is like the first creepy thing of this show is this doll yeah. that you thought was going to be here the whole t- time turned real. Um, mm. And we're not qu- quite sure how that happened. Uh, but then that brings into question the other characters, like their psychosis, how they're c- coping with mm-hmm. all of the AI stuff. But then they immediately twist that again when the husband, the, the father is is like, uh, hey, brother-in-law, Julian, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's a real baby. It's a real baby now. And he can see that it's a real baby, too. So it's just like, wait, so it's not. OK, so it's not that they're like just hallucinating this they like right. they've it's, also g- gone crazy yeah. or something like that th- th- yeah. and, and leanne will baby. like take right leanne will like take jericho out for walks and things it seems like the neighbors don't react to oh that girl's pushing a doll around in a stroller and like part of the story is that after the baby died not only uh dorothy's brother and her dad and her husband sean and her like um sort of a healthcare <laughs> friend. Yeah. Uh, I forget her name. Personal masseuse uh, or something like right, that. A kinesiologist. Yeah. yeah. Like those are the only people who know we needed to replace our dead baby with a doll to kind of help her grieve and hopefully get her to the place where she can start to get back to normal. So, uh, yeah, so like she'll take the baby out in the stroller, and I guess the neighbors are like, "Yeah, that's the same baby that's always lived in that house." Like we don't know anything. I mean, it's a, it's basically a brand new baby, so it's it's not like they can be like, "Wait a minute, that's a different baby. He's fat in all the mm. wrong places," <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just it's it, that is also kind of the horror too is like the upkeep of this lie. Of just like we haven't told anyone what happened, mm. we've dealt with this pr- pr- privately, uh, and the the mother is like she reacted well to the doll in the sense that it got her out of this psychotic break, mm. but she's not improving beyond that. She's not yes. then so she's now wanting to take the baby into work with her so that her co-workers mm. can meet the baby yeah. they want to do the official baptism yeah. of it like she wants to start burning him out in public and all that stuff mm. and uh her husband and brother are both just like i, mm, I don't know about that maybe it's a little t- too soon like i was sick yesterday maybe the baby's sick like we yeah. don't need to like bring him out yeah. right now you know you know just trying to come up with these excuses Mm. to be like not yet yeah let's not yeah because they're like because they don't know like is this a kidnapped baby like do we have to give the baby back to whoever actually whose baby it is yeah yeah um so let's i i think that's a good uh, it well (sighs) hmm. do 
do we go into talking about Leanne more the nanny or yes. do we go into like Le- Julian who like what they're doing about this baby that just appeared I, I want to talk about Leanne she is fascinating cool. so she shows up as this like 18 year old like real sweet real quiet like churchy farm girl from Wisconsin who like did somehow heard about this opening for a nanny and came to this house in Philadelphia. Yeah. And she tells the family like practically nothing about her. She's like so textbook obedient that, uh, and, and like Dorothy immediately takes to her and Sean's like, there's something weird about this girl. Even before the baby is suddenly alive again, he's like, what is this girl's deal? Where did she come from? And like Julian hires a, a private detective and they go up to Wisconsin where she, they said she's from and they find that the address she gave like on her hiring paperwork is a burned out farmhouse and they go into the town cemetery and there's a gravestone with her name on it. So they're like this girl like stole a dead girl's identity. She's not who she says she is, but they can't really figure out who she is. And at one episode, her uncle shows up out of nowhere he says he's passing through town wanted to visit her wanted to surprise her and she greets him very coldly it seems like he's somebody she's been trying to get away from and this uncle is like he shows up in the rain soaking wet like no raincoat no umbrella he's wearing these like old shoes with like holes in them with like his toes practically sticking out when yep. he gets in the house, he takes off his shoes. That's what everybody does. And his feet are like covered in dirt. And he's just this like shabby, mysterious guy who's like real threatening to Leanne and like, OK, you've had your time here. You need to go. And he makes allusion to how she needs to go to other families and do the same thing. And I got the sense that Leanne was like. She has some sort of a power whether she can use it consciously purposefully or if it's something that just happens around her she's got a power to like manifest things that like her aunt and uncle have been using her for and she wanted to get away from them but no like he tracked her down and i wonder if like the fact that he shows up looking so shabby in like a suit and his feet covered in dirt he feels like a reanimated corpse to me. I know I said earlier, really that's does. not what she's doing with Jericho, but this guy, this guy feels like a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Solomon Grundy. character. Yeah. But also just like real salt of the earth, like almost like Amish. He's not, but mm. like in the sense that yeah. like there's that scene where they're eating the food and he wants like no flavor on this chicken. Oh my gosh. Like, it yeah. Just, he wants oh. the, it, yeah. Just like just does the weirdest things is very religious, very strict. Uh, like, yeah, just there's something off oh, with, with him. That's such an eerie scene where like uh, Sean's out for the night. So Dorothy's made like chicken and like some sort of a red marinara sauce or something. And he takes his napkin and he wipes every bit of sauce off of this chicken breast and then just reaches across the table and grabs Leanne's napkin and puts the chicken breast in it and like wrings every bit of juice out. It's so unnatural. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, But so so Leanne, yeah, is uh, she's when she 
gets there, she's so quiet and mousy and shy and, like you said, mm-hmm. just obedient to a fault that mm-hmm. she does give this air, like this air of mystery to her, yeah. right? And it's not until the baby comes back that um, they start to question like okay who is she like we just invited this person into our Mm. house and we don't know anything about her um and even when they do try and find out some things they really have such a hard time finding out who she is uh and they they still don't really know exactly um but that like the weird things about her is yeah she's religious she seems to be christian uh but every night she prays right beside her bed kneeling down but she the way this show films the prayers it's always in this like whispered voice that you can't fully Mm. understand what they're saying and sometimes the captions say in a foreign language oh well too, which which, which, isn't, could which be isn't necessarily Latin. sinister yeah right yeah. yeah but it's still it's still just this idea of you don't know exactly what she's saying is this christianity exactly like yeah what is this is this something yeah, else and she, yeah and like we see her with a a book that looks like a bible but you never get a close enough look at it to actually recognize any of the I words think the te- like the cover does say the holy bible okay at, okay at one point but yeah we see her like writing like sean and dorothy's name next to different passages maybe because that reminds her of them or like that's a specific prayer she has for them or something but again like you don't the camera is focused in such a way that you can't really read easily Unless you yeah. pause it and scrutinize, like what those passages say. Yeah. Um. It, so you brought up the point that she might have some kind of power to maybe mm. ma- manifest things or help people in a cer- certain way somehow. Uh. So yeah, that might be like characters from the Bible that remind her of the mm. people she's living with and wants to help them like not be like them or not fall into that same mm. sin or, yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. And then eventually we also see her punishing herself by yeah. l- l- lashing herself. Mm. Um, yeah, just all, all sorts of weird things are up with her. Uh, another thing about her that I want to mention is that when they first start to like investigate her and see like, okay, what's in her room? Uh, she's not here right now. What is there? One of the things they find in the baby's room is this like wooden cross with this like Mm. twine wrapped around it all. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's very like Blair Witch Project like yes. looking uh, thing. And they're just like, what is this? We don't. That's creepy. And then when the brother in law, when Julian goes to visit the the farmhouse that mm. she said she was. Yeah. From, yeah. The whole house is burned down except a single spot where a a very similar wooden cross is and enough space to like the 
bad that was right there in front of it isn't burnt either except maybe like the feet but like that immediate space mm. is protected somehow some yes. way um yeah. which did down the road we learn that uh yeah there was a fire leanne's family burned to death they did die she survived uh mm-hmm. and the kind of easiest thing to kind of move her along and get her out of the town was just to convince the town people that she died too uh and so yeah. it's, it seems like she went to then go live with her aunt and uncle um and there's we'll, we'll maybe get into some of the weird things with the aunt and uncle mm. uh once we get yeah. into the finale stuff but uh yeah like it, it she's she also seems to be a product of this lie that was kept secret yeah. um mm-hmm. and just turned out differently uh, it's kind of like a mirror to this other family, right? Where she is the surviving child mm-hmm. rather than the, the one that did not survive. Um, but yeah, it's it just some just w- w- weird things all around with that. I want to talk about Julian really quickly here because he's weird. too. Okay. Um he yeah. has this not in a magic way <laughs> yeah no he he has no magical powers he's kind of a douchebag uh he i wonder if he has some kind of military stuff that didn't go oh. well because he he seems like he would be the type to sign up and do that stuff. and he always seems to be like hey i know a guy that has connections in the like he seems to be connected in the ways huh. that you see like ex-military people okay. like i know a private detective i know a security guy like i'm not sure they haven't said that exactly but that's the vibe that i get from him that Maybe he was and then maybe got discharged or something like that or it didn't work out or he Um, wanted to be but did not because the father also like his father also seems kind of like maybe had a military career like in the sense that he does not mince his words. He's stern and straight to the point. But yeah, I don't know. I, that's a really interesting theory. I think what we know about Julian is that he's very well dressed uh, and seems like he's got some like high paying job in the city. We never learn what it is. Yep. I think there's like in the first or second episode, Sean calls him and he just makes a comment about, you know, you picked a really bad day to do this. Like he's got something going on professionally. We have no clue what Julian does for a living. I wish I knew. Um, and he's uh, a heavy drinker <laughs> and he does some drugs like at one point where um, I think it's when like the uncle is is there and like, uh, you know, Sean's like Sean's out of town. But like Julian calls like Julian and Dorothy call him and Ju- Dorothy's like, well, don't worry, we've got Julian here. And Sean says Julian is 160 pounds and most of that is cocaine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm feeling like he's this like drugged up businessman and maybe it's like through his drug lifestyle that he that, knows people. Yeah. And like the private investigator he hires is like a human resources manager who just has a PI license and does that on the side. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's it like he's he's he has like these real shady connections, but he's also very abrasive and in your face yeah. about stuff, which yeah. also might be the cocaine, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where he like he doesn't necessarily realize that he's doing mm. some of the stuff that he is, but I think he yeah he he feels like he's under a lot 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 of pressure, uh, which is also kind of what he tells that kinesthesiologist i don't know what the profession mm. was of that one woman mm. yeah because yeah at, at, at one point i don't know if they had a past relationship at Maybe, all we don't yeah. know but he's some just sort of a connection yeah opens up immediately and is like i can no longer get hard like i can i can't do that like like that's not something like hey like on the first time maybe don't unless like well you're specifically there for that like that kind of doctor is her name natalie was that her name i think so i uh well she was like the only other person who knows what this this family went through and it said that like julian was the first person to find the dead baby and you it takes a while for the show to tell you exactly what happened but like he's been traumatized by that and right. he's been sort of always there for his sister we learned that like their mom died when they were pretty young like he's sort of been the person who's always like stepping up taking care of things and then especially like after his nephew died like you know uh, finding the body you know, being the secret keeper, being like the only person that Sean can confide in. Like he just is under a lot of pressure and he's like, I barely eat. I barely sleep. Like I am a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. He is a wreck, but he's also just an asshole too. So <laughs> not, none of these characters are like, I kind of like that. They're not people. all the nicest people, people, right? Like, yeah. Um, Sean is very, critical like very stubborn very opinionated and dorothy's scenes when he's on the like top chef style like (laughs) he's one of the he is just ripping their hearts out. oh yeah god he is he is so mean on that show yeah uh but but yeah and 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 dorothy's (laughs) like very self-centered like i she's got all these dvds she's a newscaster She's a reporter and she's got all these DVDs of her past news reports, not just like in her records, like in her study or something. No, they're like out there in the living room. Racks and racks and racks of Dorothy. Yep. Yep. Right next to Lost. Right next to Breaking (laughs) Bad. Bad. bad, Right. Right. She just has her own uh, The complete seasons one through seven of Dorothy. Right. Yeah. That's another thing I really liked about this show that so often... In movies and TV shows, there's a news broadcast that you see for exposition. The thing in the news broadcast is what you're meant to get out of it. And the newscaster, they're just there to deliver exposition. They're nothing. They're nobody. We see uh, Leanne is always watching Dorothy's news broadcasts. And we see her do these like at least once an episode. And only once does the thing she's talking about actually have any relevance to the plot. Uh, we're there to watch Dorothy. The news mm-hmm. story is almost never relevant at all. And I really like that twist on this normal uh, d- yeah. narrative structure. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing for sure. Um, I let's see, man. Uh, there, there is so much to talk I, about, but can so 
let me say this. I want to talk a little okay. bit about the camera work in this oh, show yeah. and how they film it uh, before mm-hmm. we continue on. Like, what are these weird things with the characters? Um, this show is shot really interestingly to me. Um, it's not normal, I feel like. it. I, I think part <laughs> of the the creepiness of the show, part of the tension is that everything is just odd. <laughs> like, everything just feels like it's off. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's just not normal how they film it. <laughs> that's, that's such a funny way to describe it. <laughs> not, it's like... Not that it's... I like that you say that before you say it's eerie, it's chilling, it's distant. You're like, this is that's a photography, thing. not normal. Because that's the thing. I don't find the cinematography eerie. I don't find it chilling. Mm. I don't like mm. it's just like that's just not a normal shot. And uh, yeah. like, it, yeah, and it's it's off putting yeah. enough that it like I'm uncomfortable about it, but it's not enough to really be like, well, it's not a bad shot or it's not like, mm. oh, they're really going for this like chilling effect that you know, like it's just like mm. something's off here. Like, I. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think that's some of the M. Night Shyamalan of it. He's maybe my favorite filmmaker. I've, I've loved him since I was like 10 or 11 years old, watched mm-hmm. Sixth Sense, watched Unbreakable. And uh, he, like I said, he directs episode one and episode nine, which I think are some of the best. Well, there's good shots throughout the season, but he's got. I really love what he does with the camera. This is why I will watch anything he does. This is why I watched The Happening, even after I've heard everything everybody has to say about The Happening. (laughs) I think he's really good at framing a shot. He puts a lot of, like, distance and negative space in it, or he'll, like, cut something off at an odd angle. Mm -hmm. And there's always a tension to his shots where you're like, why am I looking at this specific shot? What's right outside of the frame that I'm not seeing? <laughs> yeah, he does a lot. Uh, or the, the, the whole Harry's <laughs> does mm. this, too. But a lot of like really cl- close ups on people's mm. faces where they have to look mm. like directly into the yeah. camera and act that way, which is always really awkward for an actor. Right. Mm. Or At least I imagine it would be because you're not speaking to a person. You're speaking yeah. to a yeah. camera. Um, mm. and, and like the the food stuff that they do, just real close up in that food in the like, let's peel the skin off this eel. Like, let's show its guts just falling out here. Like, let's ah. show this lobster ice cream in the blender as it's like, uh, it's just like stuff is really disgusting. There was one mm. shot, I believe, in episode one that I really, really enjoyed that was. It was a conversation between the husband and wife, uh, like uh-huh. near the start. And you don't see them. The only thing you see is their hands and it's their mm-hmm. hands kind of gesturing as they talk about their day or like what made them angry and stuff like that. And it's just it's it's interesting that that's what the camera focused yeah. on rather than your typical like over the shoulder shut shot yeah. so we can see what the husband says and then it switches to we can see what she says or so it, it was just huh that's an interesting sh- shot it's a good shot it's just off like why I, are they cut out 
of of the frame. Like that was my exactly. first thought of, of just like, yeah. why are they cut out here? Huh? Why are that's, we focusing on the hands? That's that's something Knight does. That's something I do enjoy. Uh, yeah. There's a shot from the first episode I really like, which is when Julian first comes over, and him and Sean are like drinking buddies, and they're having like uh, something in tonic. And there's like a bottle of like seltzer there. And mm-hmm. it's just and it, the, the, the scene is just like the tabletop, a real close shot on the tabletop where it's like the bottles, the glasses in their hands. And it's just Julian repeatedly taking shots and like pumping seltzer into his glass. And it's oh, just yeah. like yeah. abrasive noise. He keeps doing it. I think that's how you're introduced to Julian. Like he's been mentioned, but this might be the first time you're seeing him, and he's just this just like slams his obnoxious, hard drinking. So how yeah. hot is the nanny sort of guy? Yeah, um, which is like it's not just the camera work in this show. Mm. Everything about the show is odd, just slightly off. Yeah, the, like I think the performances in this show too are good, but mm. again they're just off a little bit and it's it's both the direction they took the characters in it's the scripting it's how long it takes them to respond to the way they respond to certain things like things just seem awkward um Mm. in a way that maybe they wouldn't necessarily but things are strained so you can kind of you know wave your hand to be like okay i can see why maybe they would react this way and in, in, instead or say this one thing instead. Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's also, yeah. Like when we get introduced to the uh, uncle, uh, this like reanimated co- co- corpse guy, mm. or at least who we think is, um, it is just like, he is just soaking wet. He's just yeah. sopping wet. He takes that step inside where it only shows his feet and just like the water like seeping out of his oh, shoes yeah. there is just like what a great shot. But it's just mm-hmm. odd. Like what? Like it's just like it it accentuates the g- grossness like of this yeah. character. Like there's all these little small things in this show that is just like how creepy is this how scary is this how disgusting is this and that's what the show chooses to highlight even if it's not a plot point right and i i like that they are highlighting these things that have sort of a visceral impact on you when they aren't traditional horror gore it is things like Sean cooking in the kitchen or like just the water seeping out of this man's like soaking wet, holy old shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like very physical, tactile, sensational things that aren't blood and guts. And the 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 penultimate episode, which is a flashback episode where you learn how the original baby Jericho died. That is one of the tensest episodes of television I have ever seen. <laughs> and yeah because uh, like because the one before it is when julian finally starts to mm, confess yeah, all of the stuff yeah, that happened to yeah. lay in so the implication is that okay next time you're gonna learn what happened and you're on the yeah. edge of your seat from that moment right. like 
okay, what happened? Because they haven't told us how the baby died this entire show. And it seems to be a mystery. There was at one point I I, I was like, I feel like the husband and the brother-in-law, Sean and Jolian, I think they're covering something up. I I think they maybe did something or like, do they sell drugs on the side? Like there's something about them that we Mm, don't know mm. yet. Um, And so, yeah, you go into the penultimate one being like, what happened to this baby? And it's just the, the it's not silent per se, but it just it follows Leanne and the baby or as or she, Dorothy. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as she just is going about her daily routine with the baby, 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 right? Uh, goes to the store, picks up groceries, does this, gets in the car, gets out of the car, gets back in the car, gets out of the car, and you can tell just like as the days go by, she's just getting more and more exhausted, more and more tired. Mm-hmm. The baby's crying again. All right. I need mm-hmm. to go ch- check in or feed him or something like that. And it just it builds the tension because, you know, it's like she's about to break. What happened? Yeah. Did she did she yeah. kill the baby? Like, did she murder the baby? Baby? Like, did something happen? Like, you you don't know. You're the whole time. Your mind is just racing. It is mm-hmm. so tense. And and then and then. You almost don't even notice it at, at first when she brings in this the stuff. She leaves the door open to be like, OK, she has more stuff and then just gets caught up with the next thing, caught up with the next thing. And you're like, wait, she didn't bring the baby in on the first trip. You're like, oh, shit, the baby's still in the car. Oh, yeah. fuck. Like and 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 then. Yeah, she's sitting there like checking the baby monitor. Yeah, it's still on. Huh. Okay. I guess it's just asleep. And you're just like, no, Leanne. Or, uh, d- d- what's your name? Like, Dorothy. What you, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, go. This. Because uh. uh, she's all alone. This is when Sean, uh, who normally like works out of the home, is like a, a recipe tester. He, he's going off to L.A. to like film this uh, Top Chef sort of show. So she's yeah. alone with the baby and it's like the dead of summer. It's so hot. And the way these are shot, like and whenever she's outside, it's like so over brightened that like all of the, the, the contrast is blown the out. There's hard, right. Yeah. There's hardly any like black in the frame. Like every shadow is like over highlighted. It looks hot. Yeah. Yeah. And she it's like she had the break before she even realized the baby was dead. Like we see her like bring in the groceries uh, and then leave the door open like she's like, OK, the handful of groceries. Now I'm going to go back out. I'm going to get Jericho. It's just going to take a minute. She just keeps going about her day like normal. And she's acting as if he is right there. Like we see her go into the nursery and like hook up a fan, plug in the fan, make sure the fan's working, check the baby monitor. But like she doesn't, she thinks she like already put him in the crib. She skipped like so many steps in her mind. Like, yeah, yeah. he's up there. He's asleep. And like later that night when she goes to look in the crib and sees he's not there, she just calmly goes downstairs, gets goes out in the car, brings him inside. We don't see him. He's just like old bundle and blankets. And she spent several more days just acting like, no, this is just me and my normal baby. 
take a bath and together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrap them up. Yeah. Change his di- 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 diaper. But in, yeah, in the back of our minds, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. this is horrifying. And it like, right. and, and, and like, that's, that's the thing. Like it's, it, there is the, the creepy doll stuff that I was expecting. There is also the more like traditional, like horror slasher, uh, stuff mm-hmm. that's out there. I think some of the scariest films that are out there is stuff that can actually happen yes. in real life. And this happens quite a bit. Exactly. Yeah. I, the scariest stuff in horror movies is always something that's just an accident. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah. that's when your mind starts to think like, what could I have done differently to do? And yeah, and it's just, it's, it's awful. It's horrifying. Um, I, I knew of one person that this happened to them and their baby didn't make it. Um, just thought they were inside and ended up taking a nap, woke up hours later and, the baby did not survive and even just like the small bit because it was like 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 horrend of a friend you know like so oh. i like i i heard bits and pieces and stuff and even the way the like neighbors then reacted to like like how they started to treat her and stuff like that was just like that's scary because they're like, did you do this on purpose? Like, we don't want to like, we're not going to ask you to babysit our kids anymore. Like we're not good. Yeah. It was just like, Oh man, that, that sucks. That's terrifying. And the effect that it has on Leanne, Leanne who genuinely like loves baby Jericho and really looks up to Dorothy uh, which is a very fascinating twist that happens where we learn that, you know, after her like uh, family, after her parents died in that farmhouse fire, her aunt and uncle like took her to live over here when she's real little. She's in a local pageant that Dorothy is covering and Dorothy talked to her for a scene. minute on the news. And like Dorothy, like, does, you know, this was years ago. She doesn't remember that. But Leanne never forgot it. She grew up idolizing Dorothy and like picked this specifically like i would love to serve this woman who made such an impression on me as a little here's, girl here's the scary thing with that though so uh dorothy wants to bring the baby into work to introduce it to her co-workers the husband says no not a good idea uh Leanne ends up taking the baby downtown anyways and is in the yeah. background of one of the shots yeah. of the nose thing. And yeah, the family is upset. Like we thought you were just going to be like a walk around the block, like, but you took her downtown. Like that was not what we told you to mm-hmm. do or what you told us you were going to do. We specifically told you all not to bring the baby on the work site. Um, so they're upset about that. But at the end of the day, Dorothy is like, well, it's my baby's first appearance on TV. So we kind of have to celebrate it. 
and then just real nonchalantly in passing asks Leanne if this is the first time she's been on TV, to which she says yes, just very calmly, yeah. and and we're like not much thought is given to it, and it's the end of that episode where you see her sneak back down in the middle of the night and Leanne is like rubbing her fingers along all of these like DVDs of these news recordings picks one out puts it in and it is this news broadcast of this pageant recording where Dorothy is like and we have lots of beautiful young ladies here including this one what's your name young lady and she's like Leanne and, and, and mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's her and it's just like, oh, shit. And at that yeah. moment in time, you, you still don't know the timeline of like when she applied to be their mm. nanny and stuff, because you still think like, oh, like she must have like sought them out like before. It, it's still just weird of like, why is she here? Did she like apply after she found out about the death did she know about the death of the child like all that we still don't know exactly what the timeline is there and it's not until later that we find out she applied and the letter got sent before the death of the child so she's not there for the child specifically yeah um but if she does have some kind of power to help people and stuff like that Maybe that was her power manifesting of that. She just applied at the right time. Uh, and mm. that's how her power manifested. And then she gets there. Uh, you know, sh- sh- shortly after they've gotten that doll. Um, yeah, it's it's still it's still j- just like something's up with Leanne. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, I, and there, there's tense. things happening in the show that you can tell are tied to her, but you don't know if she's consciously doing them. Like she's got that Blair witch cross hung up in the window over Jericho's bed. And Dorothy's like, okay, you know, we're not really religious, but if she is, and you know, she cares for her son and wants him to be protected by God. Okay. You know, if that what makes her job easier, that's fine. But Sean's like, no, this is weird. And he like takes the thing and he breaks it and he throws it away. And then he like, just, gets a splinter on his foot off of like the hardwood floors a rough splinter and then he's like plagued by plagued by splinters splinters from places like they're not supposed to come from he like chokes one up out of his throat one day yeah and you can tell that those are tied together but you don't know did is this like some sort of residual curse off of that object it doesn't seem like Leanne's necessarily doing that on purpose. Like now I curse Sean, you know, yeah. like they don't necessarily get along, but it doesn't seem like she's like, I hate this husband. I want him out. I want him to suffer. She's just like, Oh, that's unfortunate that we don't see yeah. eye to eye. You know, I, I wish you were more supportive. I think here's what I think is happening. Cause that's also one thing I liked about this show is that mm. every episode I thought something different, like, Oh, maybe it's this yeah. thing. No, it's something else. I still have no clue. But here's what I think is happening now. Yes, Leanne has some kind of supernatural ability to help people, to give them a second chance somehow, some way. So, th- like you said, this like yeah. ma- manifestation power. 
but it comes at a cost. If she stays mm. there too long, I think yeah. worse things start happening and a a more terrible fate than what they've already encountered happens. I think that's why her house burned down. It it was an accident, but it was this negative consequence of the positive impacts of her power, right? Um down the road when we start to explore the uncle of Leanne uh, as mm. well as her aunt uh, who's also creepy mm. in her own way yeah. um, th- we do get another news broadcast that Dorothy yeah. finds of like where have I seen her aunt before she finally pins it down puts in this news uh, recording and it is this like hostage situation the hostages are all these young kids uh and it seems to be at least on the property i i was unclear if it was if the if if it was just on this woman's property that the hostage situation was happening Mm -hmm. or if Mm -hmm. it was her that was perpetrating it like she had kidnapped all of these kids and yeah she was like a leader of this religious sect called like the order of the lesser saints or something. And it's this very like uh, Jonestown, like religious standoff that Dorothy was covering on the news. Not clear how long ago. I don't think there's a timestamp on it, but long enough ago that she like didn't, didn't remember, remember exactly. the like name and face of that woman who was this sort of cult leader. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so like there, she's there. The cops are there. The SWAT team is there. But they're in negotiations, and so they're just kind of at this standstill. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there's this explosion in the building uh, where all the the hostages are. Um, I like I I don't know if Leanne is present in that or yeah, or not. we don't know. She could be a survivor of that as well. If she was one of these children that was kidnapped as part of this cult thing um, or or like maybe her family didn't really want to be involved in this cult. But uh, yeah, who knows? There's still a whole bunch of mystery with that. But we know something bad happened. And so I'm wondering if Leanne was pr- present yeah. in that room and it had just been living with her aunt and uncle for so long that something bad happened um and it was this expo- explosion and mm. killed all the rest of the kids the other weird thing with the the aunt and uncle and their weird creepy religious cult thing is when they finally in the finale convince Leanne to or I think it might be the penultimate one when they finally convince her to leave this family and Mm. she she tries to leave in the middle of that night. And there's just all these other people out there, like just kind of like waiting for her and like parting like the Red Sea and Moses. Yeah, there's nobody her age or younger. And it is also. I feel like they fit in with the uncle They're they're They all look disheveled mm. and dirty and stuff. So, so I'm. Are they actually there Are are they real? Are they ghosts somehow? Are they like are, are, are they real people? Are these 
the other members of their cult, but they do this like big weird group hug, mm. like in the middle of the street. Uh, and then one second they're there, a cop is patrolling by, thinks he's hey, <laughs> them, backs up and looks, and they're gone. Uh, oh, that's and it's, it's just like, what is going on? Right. I, and like, even at the most mundane, the answer is that these people have got incredible attention to detail. Like they spotted the cop driving past at the end of the block and then all immediately silently scattered. Like, even if it's just, oh, they're that well organized and well trained. That's still scary. <laughs> that's right. still a threat. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. It's man. It, it's just the whole thing is creepy. The whole thing is off. Uh, one I, of the I other things I have one quick thing that I yeah, want yeah. to mention the character of Wendy right I think that was her name the Asian girl with the white hair that is the baby's header of maybe. the other kid maybe maybe yeah I, think that, I, I, think I know what you're talking name. about but I don't remember because like it's her and like the kid and I don't remember whose name is which yeah yeah she she is there because it seems like Roper or not uh, well his uh, character Roscoe the PI well, yeah Roscoe and J J J J Jolian have kind of like hired her to get like an yeah. inside of the thing. Uh, she's there at the baptism party too. What? Why is she there? Well, if she's all... just some hired like some rando. Like do- doesn't know the family is not actually babysitting the kid right. from down the 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 street there. Like, and and then there's that weird scene right, where that? Um, yeah. where I, I again I don't I don't I don't know his name the like Comey chef the sh- chef in training. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Toby. Yeah, he sees her on the street and is like Wendy, and she just completely like ignores him, and he's just like, okay, huh. And that's it like that. She's just, a mystery. Yeah. What is happening? Why is she there? What is going on? Right. <sighs> and even if it's like Roscoe hires her to just be like another local nanny, like uh, get a girl from somewhere, plant yourselves on a, a, a stoop and just be like, hey, sorry, me and we got locked out of our house. The, you know, the locksmith won't be here for a couple hours. So all right, if we just come inside for a little bit. And of course, Leanne will reach out to a fellow nanny and be like, yes, you may come in. And then she uses that as an opportunity, like get dirt on Leanne, you know, look around the place. If even if after that is revealed and she's like, I give up, I won't take the money. I won't spy on you anymore. Is Leanne still her friend? Were they like, you know what? Separate of being hired to do this. We should be friends. What happened? How is she there? I have no idea. I, I yeah baffling. I do want to talk about one thing in the show that is not scary and that oh. is Jericho. Yeah. Like the the scary thing is the fact that he's there at all, but like nothing weird happens around him. It doesn't seem like he is evil. Like there's any weird magic like magic maybe brought him there, but him by himself just a little baby boy, he seems innocent he seems good he the baby is never used for horror he is not a creepy baby i like that yeah yeah that <laughs> and of course good. you know several more seasons who knows what becomes of him maybe he does start having weird psychic moments we don't know 
<laughs> but maybe for right he, now, I like that the baby's just a baby. Maybe he ends up becoming one of the. You remember that old maybe like baby g- geniuses? But what if that he starts like t- talking and is super smart? That'd be wild. <laughs> be terrible. He's a but baby. <laughs> <laughs> be a terrible I, creative decision there. I, I want to talk for just a little bit about another form of horror that we're getting throughout the show, which is we talked about Sean's weird plague of splinters. Mm-hmm. To go along with this, he has lost his sense of taste. And he's like, I, he's like, I guess I've got some sort of a virus or thing that virus or something that made my taste go away. I ought to see a doctor. I'll get around to it. Another thing that feels like he should have done, like he says, I ought to see a doctor, but we never have the scene where he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, Sean, I can't explain this. And yeah. so he's like trying to keep cooking because that's his job just based on like, well, I know this recipe should work. I can tell the texture of this thing, but he has to have everybody else like taste things for him. And then in the final episode, he like sabers off the top of a champagne bottle to like toast the baptism of Jericho. And then Toby gives him the like uh, cork and like the very top of the glass bottle. Like here, this is lucky. Keep it and save it until Jericho turns 21 and you can give it to him as a gift. And John's got this clenched in his fist and he realizes he looks down and realizes his hand is bleeding. And he's like, I can't feel anymore. And like the final shot of this season is him holding his hand over the flame in the stove and he can't feel anything. And that is the most terrifying escalation out of all of these. Like how much farther is that going to go? What can happen to reverse it? Are we ever going to get Sean getting back to normal? Is is, is he just going to start to lose all of his senses? Like he lose his sense of smell? Because he's also a big wine person, right? Yeah. He already can't taste it, but if he can smell it like that is part of the experience of wine tasting, Mm -hmm. right? Mouth feel. Yeah. So if if he then loses that, if he loses his hearing and can't hear the baby, if he loses his sight and can't can't cook like what is happening, right? Like that, that's bad for him. (laughs) Right. And again, it's we don't know. We can tell that this is some sort of punishment, but we don't know if Leanne is actively inflicting that punishment on him. And after Leanne knows the story of what happened to original baby Jericho, Dorothy gets like suddenly sick out of nowhere. Like her car alarm keeps going off in the morning. We can tell that this is a related She's punishment curse with, with 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 her. And in that one scene where the alarm goes off. And oh, she's yeah, that there one. Yeah. He like, why won't this go off? You see Le- Leanne up in the window with a, a, a duplicate key fob. Turns it off. She starts to walk away, turns it back on as and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right right yeah like so there's some she's element to of mess with them i think she's right. angry and, at like it's the it's the like don't meet your heroes thing of of like yeah, i yeah. idolized her growing up she just seemed like the best the most like so cool she gets to be on tv and do all this stuff and now i find out what she did how dare she right and right. and and yeah it, man the, yeah it's yeah but it's, it's creepy but there's a like you can tell, OK, she's probably messing around with the car alarm as punishment for you left your baby in a car. How could you ever do that? I love Jericho. I am attentive to Jericho. How could you ever fail at that? I'm not even his mother. And look what I can do. Like 
that's sort of the mindset she's in. And but then like Dorothy gets sick and it's like, there's no way. Like, did you make Dorothy get sick? Like, what are the limits to what is Leanne specifically consciously doing and what just like happens in in conjunction with like her moods and the mysterious wills of the Blair Witch Cross? Yeah. There's, and like there, that's there's so much like that's one of the mysteries. That's one of the threats. Like if she was consciously torturing Sean, maybe they could reach a point where she can say, OK, I, I forgive you. We're OK. I the curse is canceled. But if it's some like more mysterious, ambiguous thing, like how does he make peace with just the the symbol of the Blair Witch Cross? Mm. I just thought of a couple other things about Leanne that are mm. weird. She is yeah. very religious. Yeah. Right. Right. Which which is not a, the w- w- weird thing I was get, 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 getting at. But she goes on that bowling date with Toby. And at the end of the date, they do the awkward like, well, this is me. Um, yeah. I had a good night. And she she gives him a kiss and she kisses yeah. him on the cheek. Uh, he's kind of t- taken aback by that. And I think that like startles her of just like oh shit yeah. i messed up like i shouldn't have yeah. done that and he's just like no 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 wait, wait like it, it was oh it, like is fine like i just wasn't expecting it right like yeah uh, yeah but there's that and then on top of that there's that one scene where julian is grilling her yeah and yeah. And, and she gets in his face and starts to get real sensual with him and grabs his crotch and like and it's just like this is not what I expected because she's like from- seen Dorothy and Sean do that. And she's in this mode where she's like monkey see monkey do. She's just mimicking what she sees Dorothy do. Like That's- she does the exact same crotch grab on Julian that she saw Dorothy do on Sean. And this is when she's like putting on like uh, Dorothy's jewelry and things. Right. She's like stepping into the shoes of her idol. Which is another thing that went through my mind at some point. I was like, is she trying to be Dorothy? Is she trying to like become her or replace her somehow, some way Mm -hmm. like that? That would be creepy, too. But then I I guess if she's feeling up Julian. The weird like brother sister thing would be strange, but. This that might have been a time when the show could have been served by having a couple additional people in it, or like introducing Toby slightly earlier. Yeah, um, um, yeah. it just is weird to just like. There's all these little small details yeah. about everything, or like, or just the fact that ev like she lives in a house with this chef, but all and like if they if if Dorothy and Sean specifically invite her, please sit down for dinner with us, Leanne. She'll eat whatever they're eating. But every night she just heats up a can of Campbell's tomato soup and makes a grilled cheese sandwich and carries them on this tray up to her room and watches like Dorothy's news while she eats her grilled cheese and her soup. And something about that is sinister. Something about the tray is sinister. (laughs) (laughs) It's classic Americana. Come on. Tomato soup, grilled cheese. Anyways, yeah, there there is so much in this show, so many details to pull out, so many. It's such such an interesting mix. Right. And that it is so minimal. 
it's so stripped down to be like there's one setting, four characters and a baby and Tony Revolori sometimes. And but how much they get out of that setup like this is such an efficient show. I was really impressed by the tone, the mood, the pacing. The There's a lot to explore with the characters. They've got their rough parts where they're not really nice people, but they're still really engaging to follow. You still mm-hmm. have empathy with them and the situation they went through. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to watch the next two seasons. I got to know what the heck this turns into. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that is all we have to say on season yeah. one of Servant. Uh, so let me pull up bingo and see if we can do uh an update on this i i don't know if we yeah. do the only one I we got probably anything. could is uh well was there a paper bag of tall groceries <sighs> not in the was way there? that i intended this bingo square where it's like you've put a french baguette or a stalk of celery there's something in the bag only to prove just like that there's something out. in the yeah. bag. Right. Like um, it is purely a flimsy prop. You know, there's groceries in this show. Yeah. But we got they close. feel real. Yeah. I think the same thing for reaction of the animal to judge trustworthiness. We got c- c- close because there is that one night where that like rabid dog gets in. Yeah. The house and starts attacking serious yeah uh, yeah but it that that was not to really judge anyone's trustworthiness though mm-hmm. leanna is horrified at what uh oh julian yeah. does with that but the dog ends up being fine i will say again that, which is also again like, that's weird too uh right that's her like happened. bringing things back to life I was yeah, worried she was strange. going to like eat a meat and the meat would come back. Like, like uh, at one point, Sean, like, like roasts crickets or something mm-hmm. and she eats one of them. And I'm like, is this going to come like, alive in her mouth? Like her it's pushing mouth. daisies. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, that's a weird. That's disgusting. Anyways, uh, not an update on mm. bingo. It, it gets real tough to do all of that stuff when there's only like a handful of squares left and they're real specific, yeah. right? You you have to we we have to pitch real specific things on mm. this sh- show to make that happen. Um, okay, let me close that guy out. Recommendations, Melissa. Uh, if people enjoyed this, what else might they like? I am a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan, and I know he does have his low points, but I think I he's got his high points that I think are undeniable, and even his middling points have something to them. I watched The Village again last night. The Village is gorgeous. It's got a stacked cast. Have you ever seen The Village? Do you know what the twist of The Village is? I saw it in theaters way I back did in too. the day. I did, yeah. too. I so And like that's a movie that maybe one day i feel like i should return to because at the time i hated it i thought it was bad uh Mm -hmm. but i there's recently been a number of people who've been like that movie is fantastic like it's great i'm just like yeah i was really young when i went to go see that maybe i just missed it or like didn't understand it or who knows what but continue give it another try give it another try um 
But out of all, I do want to say Rupert Grant is going to be in his next movie. It comes out in January or February. It's called cool. Knock at the Cabin. Uh, catch the trailer out there. I'm very excited for this one. But I think out of all of M. Night's works, the one I would most recommend in conjunction with Servant is a movie called The Visit. This was kind mm-hmm. of a comeback for him after you know, after After Earth. And it's a movie shot documentary style about these kids, uh, sort of like preteen boy and girl who go to visit their grandparents for the weekend. And it is the like 13, 14 year old girl who wants to grow up to be a filmmaker. And she is making like a documentary about this trip to visit her grandparents Mm -hmm. because they've never met the grandparents before, not even when they were babies, because the mom, when she was a teenager, like, had an affair with her teacher or something and ran away with him and like got married and had kids and had a huge fight with the parents and completely severed ties with them. And now it's like 15 years later, the mom's divorced. She's trying to pick herself back up again. She's going Mm -hmm. on a cruise with this new guy she's dating and uh, she reaches back out to her parents and says, would you like to meet your grandchildren? I'll, I'll put them on the train that you can meet them at the station. They will spend a couple days with you. So the daughter is making a documentary about this experience, mm-hmm. about her meeting her grandparents for the first time and trying to learn like, what was this big fight they had with mom? And can they get her, can, can she get her grandparents to forgive her mom? That's her goal. And she wants to repair that relationship. Um, so that's why the whole thing shot documentary style. Uh, like it's, there's a purpose in the movie. Why it looks like found footage. Okay, cool. Uh, and so these kids go to visit their grandparents who they've never met. And the grandparents are really fun. Like, yeah, have fun exploring the farm. We'll bake cookies. We'll play games. Don't leave your rooms after sunset. And they're like, what? And they're like, after we put you to bed, after dark, don't leave your rooms. And the kids will like peek out the door at night and they see grandma like scuttling around like a demon. And grandpa's like, oh, she's got, she's got a form of dementia. It exacerbates after the sun goes down when it's dark. She can act in really strange, erratic ways. But don't worry. Just stay in your room. She won't bother you. She's your grandma. You know, you wake up the next morning and she'll make you pancakes. Uh, but it turns out to be more than that. Mm. <laughs> and it's. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun one. I think it's got I, I like how it, I like the purpose behind the found this take on a found footage horror movie. Um, it's it's cool. And, and Catherine Hahn plays the mom. You don't see a lot of her. Okay. but Catherine Hahn is there. And if you liked Servant, I would recommend Hereditary, which is an intense movie, not for everyone. But Hereditary is also a very small scale movie about a family coping with loss and a truly horrifying accidental death mm-hmm. and just the the gaps that opens up in that family and the trauma they're going through and how... Uh, and that also has like a magical supernatural thing going on with it. But it's mostly gotcha. a film about how how grief can torture you. Hereditary is it's a lot. It's kind of intense, but I th- it's very solid work. Very eerie. It's got images that will stick with you. Uh, and it stars Tony Collette, uh, who has worked with M. Night Shyamalan before. She's the little <laughs> boy's mom in The Sixth Sense. There you go. And the boy, the, her son in in Hereditary, he's an old. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> he's in old in the movie he, called old. I thought you said an old. Like he's an old. He's an old. <laughs> Goodness. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I of M Night Shyamalan's work would recommend Split. Uh. I I really enjoyed that one a lot. I, I think mm-hmm. it also deals a lot with tr- trauma and the psychological yeah. effects that it has on a person. Um. That is an, an interesting one for sure. Uh, I would also say Hannibal. Go check out Hannibal. I yeah. know we like to recommend that one a lot here uh, on the review show. It's one of our favorites. We covered mm. that back or we covered the first season of Hannibal uh, back in 2020 on on number 126 of the review shows. You can go see all of that. Um in a similar way that this show does the like creepy avant-garde disgusting looking food stuff Mm -hmm. that show does beautiful things with the 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 food but in the back of your mind you know that like oh the meat that he's preparing is not the meat you think it is um it's something else right so it there there is a little bit of that in this too we we didn't even mention it in our regular talk but at Mm. that baptism party all the guests are they don't know it but they're munching on the placenta of Mm. of jericho so yeah there is weird food horror in hannibal as well uh, but man, the the rich detail in that just makes it beautiful in that show. Mm-hmm. So if if you don't want to get creeped out and disgusted by food, but want to be like, man, that looks tasty, that looks so good, go watch it. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal. Um, yeah, there is some some creepy stuff in there with that. But beyond that, I don't. Uh, to be honest, this is a mm-hmm. difficult one for me to recommend things yeah. because it, it just it goes in every direction uh, with stuff. Um, there was another show on Apple TV Plus that I really liked the first season of. Um, God, let me see. Let me remember the name. I have it written down in my notes of everything that I've watched this year. Oh. Uh, tv shows let me see where oh uh the show is called surface um there's only one season out so far i'm hoping it continues the first season did end on a cliff hanger uh but it is a more so a crime uh like crime Mm. story but the premise is uh that this woman does like she has amnesia now does not remember what happened to her and uh everything that like the people around her said that she tried to commit suicide but she's starting to think that's not what happened um Mm. and so it is this like crime story also kind of horrific event stuff right of her like trying to make it through her everyday life while learning what happened as well as learning to cope with what with what she thought happens and what she's being told is happening all that stuff um and her like digging into the mystery of what happened to her there so 
It's a mm-hmm. very similar mystery in this show of what happened to the baby, what happened mm-hmm. to this family. It's just, yeah. just stuff like that. So that is what I would recommend if you liked Servant. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Good there watch. Go. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Next Melissa, week. Yeah, you got the, the, the last one here. This is, I'm not pitching you things. We're sort of, we came to an agreement about an, a special episode we would like to do here at the end of October for Halloween. We're going to be watching a selection of Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. This is a, a very seminal, very influential show. We wanted a chance to talk about it, but it's with these older shows, they have like 34 episode seasons. So just talking about like season one doesn't really fit the format of the show isn't really feasible so you and i both picked three episodes each of the twilight zone yeah. kind of like the format we've done in the past with our sitcom exchanges yes but we both know the twilight zone we're both bringing some selected episodes of twilight zone to the table so kyle what episodes did you pick i thought we should start out with the very first episode of Mm. the twilight zone which is entitled where is everybody that season one episode one um i just thought that'd be a good place for us to start since it kicked off this show uh and how that is indicative of the rest of the show going forward or something like that uh one of my personal favorites the monsters are due on maple street which is season one, episode 22, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And last but not least, another one of my personal favorites, one that thoroughly creeps me out. This one is called Long Distance Call, uh, and that is season two, episode 22. All right. I have not yet looked up the episode numbers for the episodes I picked, but I picked It's a Good Life, the one where the boy tortures an entire town and turns his dad into the Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Good episode times. called The Howling Man, which is I've only seen once. I don't think it's one of the more well-known Twilight Zone episodes, but it's it's shot really oddly. I, I dig it. I want to talk about it as kind of an outlier. Cool. And The After Hours about a woman wandering around a closed department store covered in mannequins. Yeah, good stuff indeed. Yeah, so that is what we will do for this next week. Um, just a just a big celebration of the Twilight Zone. Looking at a grab bag of all of those. Um, after that, though, will be the first weekend in November. Uh, and, and we normally like to at the end of the month do our end of the month special. But because mm-hmm. the end of October is Halloween, we always have to save something spooky for Halloween. Um, so we moved our end of the month special from October to the start of November, uh, which means we will be doing the next part in our Kaiju Max coverage. This is a comic book um, written and drawn by Xander Cannon, uh, and it is about a bunch of Kaiju uh, and they are prisoners in kaiju max uh mm. and the, their their stories their escapes their uh, life in jail around jail all, all that stuff uh i think in this next bit we go over to the women's 
prison. Yeah. Um, so a, it's, a, it's a little bit confusing. Uh, the comics are available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, you can read volumes three and four. That is what we are covering. However, if you want them in a single volume, you can get the Kaiju Max Deluxe Edition Volume 2. That's the one we are writing. Um, so be on the lookout for that in about two weeks. Uh, and then at the end of November, we will finish up mm-hmm. our coverage of Kaiju Max. Um, so, yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of good stuff to look forward to, I think. So. Uh-huh. There you go. But next week, the Twilight Zone. It's going to be a lot of fun indeed. Uh, but yeah, that is about it for this week. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show I co-host with my brother Jams, talking about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. And our latest episode for Halloween, we are talking about the new Adams Family, which was a '90s Adams Family TV reboot. Oh, that yeah. uh, if you live here in America, you might have remembered it being on Fox Family, uh, which then became ABC Family, which then became Freeform. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Good stuff. Um, You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're watching this on YouTube, we got more videos over there on that side. Uh, This has been number 228 of The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next week in costume for our Halloween special. We'll see you then.